Well, hello there. It's another weekend update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. You know, before we ever start recording, we talk and we, you know, we talk yeah. about life. We talk about the show and then we realize we're doing a darn show here. Well, <laughs> what are we doing this thing off mic? And we could have been on mic. It's true. And I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, even though we have a stack of paper here of things to talk about, uh, there are topics that we talk about before we ever turn on the mic. And we go, well, that's good stuff. We got uh, we've been talking an hour. Let's roll. Well, a little and, backstory. And- we we decided uh, yesterday that we're going to hook up tomorrow and we're going to do it early and, and get a, a re- an early start on the weekend update. So we connected over an hour ago and we figured we'd start you know, right away. But we started to talk without recording anything. And we start. Mm-hmm. We continued to talk, and we talked about everything. And then yeah, we talked about a fly in the <laughs> ointment. Exactly. I was telling my. I don't know whether you've ever had this happen in your house, but uh, I had one of those uh, summer flies that found its way into my domicile, and I, you know, I started chasing it last night, and it was so fast and so evasive. Of course, I'm not that that quick anymore, but it would it would taunt me. Do you know? The fly literally taunted me and I just couldn't get it. And, and we started talking an hour ago and, Mm -hmm. and the literally as we're talking, the fly landed like six inches from my hand. He stops everything. Wait a minute, wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. He was getting he, cocky, though. He was getting cocky. He really was. He was, he was brave. He was showing off. He, he was going to get me. Well, I fixed, his, I fixed his wagon. He's now, he's, he's in the, I flushed him. He's doing the uh, deep six swim there. You know, he's, he's gone. But uh, I thought it was very nice of him, actually, to make himself available before the show so he wouldn't in- interrupt what we were doing. But uh, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, well, we all have our stories. Yes, so. we do indeed. Um, you heard yesterday that uh, you know Joe Biden had said he was going to excuse all of the student loans. I mean, he was out of oh, the kindness are- and generosity of his heart. He was going to you know he was going to just dismiss them. Mm-hmm. I'm talking millions and millions and millions of dollars in student loans. Well, the How Supreme does that help me or you. It doesn't. Well, the Supreme Court had a judgment yesterday. Come down. they they said no, you can't do that. He hasn't got the right to dismiss. He can delay payment. He can uh, tell you that uh, I'm going to hold off for six months. You can hold off on your loan, but he can't. He can't uh, dismiss them summarily by himself. And of course, the left is going bananas, you know, because they—they're well, also saying, "Joe, you promised," you know, and because yeah. he did promise. Yep, yeah. uh, he promised, but like everything else, Joe promises. Uh, uh, verify his promises, folks, because he very rarely uh, comes through. I mean, he told us we were going to have a terrific economy. Take a look around you. How good is it, right? We're going to have secure borders, right? That's a joke. We have Alexander Mayorkas, his, his Homeland Security guy, is telling the world that the borders are secure. Everything is great. Nothing to see here. Just keep moving along. I mean, here's, here, you know, listen, listen. Sure. Our border is secure. <laughs> Our border is. And then he said. The border is not open. It has not been open. And it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. Oh, you got to love this guy, Mayorkas, huh? The border is not open. So yet. how are they getting across then? 
Uh, they're digging and going under they're it? They're being teleported. It's like oh, Star Trek, you know? Oh, one of those things. To beam yeah. them over, Scotty. Aye, Captain. Unbelievable. Uh, he is he's a, a laugh, but, you know, he's, he's doing all this with the total encouragement and approval of Joe Biden. You know, this doesn't happen. He doesn't do it on his own. Uh, right. You know, um, so the, the student loan thing, if you were expecting that your student loans that you committed to uh, before you went to college, you know, you actually signed documents saying that you would pay off the student loans and then you got through college and then all of a sudden Joe says, forget it. No, don't forget it. Uh, you're going to have to go back and pay them off just like millions of your predecessors have done throughout the decades, you know. I mean, I can't tell you how many student loan applications I put in for for my like my my kids, for us to help pay for their tuition. I, I mean, it is a responsibility, and Joe did it for one purpose only, and that was to make himself look strong, to make himself look generous, to make it so that you would vote for him, and. Uh, the, the Supreme Court said, Joe, you haven't got the authority yesterday. So that was uh, that was canceled, dismissed. What was the other uh, Supreme Court ruling that came down this week? There was another one that was uh, the day before yesterday. And affirmative I, action. Affirmative action, yeah. The left is going bananas. You cannot believe the people who are just going nuts on the left. It's not our Supreme Court. You know, they're saying things like, Trump's uh, justices are completely destroying the fabric of our country. No, they're repairing the damage you guys did, you know. Well, yeah, and they're going, well, there's another 20 years that we got to put up with this crap. Well, good. You know what? You're going to be dead and gone probably then if that's the way you think about it. Affirmative action. What does it do? Oh, it doesn't go by grades or color or anything. Yeah, that, well, actually, it does. It takes away you know, your achievements because you don't have to have any. It's solely based yeah. on, on, you know, giving a privilege to one group and that's it. They are buying you because you they're enslaving you and calling you stupid. Is that what you are? You know, I don't think so. You know, I'm looking at uh, some stories. We you know, the woke, I think, are going through a difficult time right now. If you look at them on a whole, right, they, they had these two rulings come down from the Supreme Court, uh, blindsided them. Of course, they had the Roe decision a few months back. Uh, so they're, they're feeling like the Supreme Court is turning on them because they thought it was their court, you know. Uh, and, I mean, look what they did back in 70. I'll never forget, by the way, that ruling coming down in 73. I was a young man, and I even thought it was a— an unbelievable ruling even back then. I couldn't make sense of it, and I, I didn't pay attention to politics And you were a then. Democrat then. I was a Democrat back then. I absolutely was. I was a kid. I Literally, I was in my 20s, and uh, I think in 73 I was uh, 25, you know? I mean, I, I didn't know anything about politics. I mean, I was one of these kids who uh, uh, I was just trying to feed my family. We just bought a house. And uh, I was just trying to make sense of uh, life. And I, I, I believed what the media told me. Well, yeah. let me ask you a question. At that age, uh, life, you know, so life, you, you became a part of life. 
and you wanted to feed your family. Right. So you had responsibilities. And that's when your conservative values kick in, because then all of a sudden you understand what life really is. Sure. You know, these little idealistic things, oh, you know, put a flower in the barrel of the gun. Uh, you know, equality for everyone. Well, how do you define equality? And the, and the thing about that is that they the, the think about students who did what you were just saying, you know, they stuck the flowers in the barrel. Well, yeah. The thing about students of that age, they look like adults. They're in college. They have the bodies of adults. You look at them, but they really don't have the life experience of an adult at that age. I'm hey, sorry. You know, that's true. You know, as a matter of fact, it's a liberal school that went back and they studied about maturity. Do you know when it kicks in? 25. So shut up and come back when you're 25, and then let's sit down and have a reasonable talk. Until then, your brain hasn't developed yet to even rationalize and the, know. And what was it that Mark Twain said? It's amazing how stupid my father was when I was 18 and how much smarter he had become by the time I was 21. Yeah. He didn't, the father didn't change. He did. You know? Yeah. Oh, Sometimes, yeah, you grow. Look, and guys are slower than women when it comes to maturing. And yeah. that is just a simple fact. I mean, not nature has got some uneven uneventies into it too you know <laughs> i know i, know, I went through it <laughs> i know we all did trust me uh you know uh anyway um few interesting little tidbits uh that uh, we don't want to overlook before the weekend ends but uh uh george soros he's 92 years old you probably heard that he's handing yes. off handing off responsibilities to his son i think his son's name is alex and uh but this came out yesterday. Apparently, um, the Soros company uh, is going to cut their staff by 40%. Why would that be? I, I don't know. I mean, you would think if they were as, as successful as they, as they purport them, you know, as they present themselves as, you know, they're, they're trying to change the world, you would think their staff would be growing. But it says they're cutting them by 40%. So, uh well, who knows? Maybe he doesn't need the staff anymore because sometimes having so much money is like having, you know, cockroaches in your house. You can't stop it from breeding and growing, you know? So maybe I was, his money's... I was reading something. I'm, I'm going to see where they can find it. Oh, if you've got a second... And um, I don't have enough money to breed and grow, so don't... Uh, <laughs> I, and I don't have cockroaches in my house either, so I don't even go there. Uh, Laura Logan posted something which I thought was interesting. And uh, I gotta find it here. Um, it's on Twitter. Take your time. I got it's the weekend, a long weekend. I got a lot of time, and I got nothing to do. You're very flexible. You really are. I, uh, I am. I'm. Well, they called me Stretch when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, uh, really she was talking about how she's just fed up with uh, Bill Gates. You know, Gates is always trying to trying to tell us how to live our life. But what you don't realize is how. This guy lives his life, and uh, I can't seem to find the, uh, the the one tweet that she posted yesterday. But it, it was about Gates and his lifestyle. I'll just paraphrase it. Uh, she talked about one of his houses was just the epitome of of uh, of you know overindulgence. <laughs> I mean, uh, he had speakers in his swimming pool audio speakers in his swimming pool so that if you dive underwater, 
You can, you hear, can it? hear the music. But sound doesn't travel the same I way underwater. Look at, I'm just telling you what what I read. Uh, the guy's, I think the guy's house, uh, it's, I'm talking in the multi-millions of dollars. He doesn't have a, a yacht per se, but whenever he wants to go out on one, he'll just go rent one for whatever period of time. And, and when he rents it, it's like the biggest, the, the fastest, the flashiest. He does say that he has a penchant for private planes. He just loves private planes, so he has a number of those. Now, mind you, this is the guy who is telling us to limit our carbon footprint. You know, make it a smaller carbon footprint. But he has airplanes and flies all over the world at his convenience because, well, he's Bill Gates. Then he has, now I told you about this one house, and the house apparently has like 24 bathrooms. It only has like seven or eight bedrooms. I can't figure that one out. It's like you would think that you would have like maybe a bathroom per bedroom, but why have three or four ba uh, bathrooms for every one bedroom? But I guess when you have that kind of money, uh, you just don't want to have to run to the bathroom. Oh, well, you, you know, how many people are in each bedroom, you know? I mean, is this like a... Is this like a Harry Met Sally, uh, uh, you, you know, know, or what was that three, those three couples that were I, on big movie I, I in the 70s? I do, I do know. Yeah, a swinger movie, you know, maybe it's hey. the swingdom, you know? Well, you I know, know, apparently uh, his wife, who divorced him a few years ago uh, and took him for, I think, half of his worth, which for him is nothing. You know, when you're worth billions and billions of dollars, you lose a few billion, you still are worth billions, it's like... So what, you know, and he'll generate more. But uh, she was supposedly blindsided by his uh, running off to uh, Epstein Island, you know, as many times as he did. I'm sure he was just going there to get a tan. Uh, but he he is, uh, he. this guy is amazing. But he has multiple homes. That's just one home I told you. He has maybe two or three mansions in California. He has a, a ranch in Minnesota, I believe it is. Uh, he has a beautiful 13 to $14 million house in Florida. And you know what the thing about, I think it was the Florida estate. He didn't want to be, he didn't want to be bothered by the neighbors, you know, in this beautiful estate that he bought in Florida. So, you know, it, it, this made sense. He bought all of the neighboring mansions around him so mm -hmm. that he could be the only one on the street. He, he bought all of them. So if the house he's living in is $14 million, the, ho the house next to him is $10 million, the house next on the other side is $12 million, he just bought them all up. So he doesn't have any neighbors. I guess he, I don't know whether he kept the properties as they were. He probably is keeping them uh, in good shape so that he can sell them if he decides to sell them in the future. But uh, the guy is the same guy who turns around at the World Economic Forum and is telling the world how we've got to limit the size of our population. 500 million would be perfect for Bill Gates. 500 million, folks. We're a country right now of 330 million. So he's comfortable with uh, a, a massive reduction totally around the world. I'm talking in the tens of billions, right? And, and, and Bill... You gotta wonder with these damn forest fires. I heard another thing yesterday. I'm sure you maybe you you heard it too. Uh, yeah. Well, here's what I heard. The the fire. If you walk outside, it doesn't smell like smoke. It smells like chemical. 
Well, we talked about that the well, other let me day. T- and- let me tell you what they told you is in the air. They did a test uh, in Michigan from these forest fires mm-hmm. in Canada, and the the smoke is filled with benzene yeah. and formaldehyde. Now, apparently what happens is the smoke burns in Canada, goes into the atmosphere, uh, mixes with moisture. There's a chemical reaction in the air and turns into formaldehyde and benzene by itself. I didn't know it could do that, but apparently it does. It then floats down here. Benzene is a carcinogenic. Yeah. You know, causes cancer, folks. Yeah, and go, if you don't know about it, go to uh, Charleston, West Virginia, where they made the crap, uh, and uh, the Chemical Valley. I mean, there are pieces of ground there that are contaminated for the next 50,000 years. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did, did they get punished, the companies that did that? Well. I mean, did they get put actually, out of business? The, yeah, well, I think the, it was the, DuPont, the, wasn't it? Yeah, the DuPonts and, uh, well, you know, you, the Union Carbides. Oh, that's what, them. yeah. Uh, but all of them, well, they were all down there. Now, here's what happens is they, they're, the, they're no longer in existence, but they had to maintain a shell. So if you drive along, I forget the interstate down there, but you drive along, you kind of go over the bridge in Charleston, it swings around to the right, and you look down and you see the plants and you see the stacks where, the gas is still burning. They're not producing anything a- anymore, but they have a crew there that has to maintain the facility because once they shut it down, they have to sit there and do and do an entire cleanup of that ground. Oh, that, so it's cheaper for them to maintain the plants as they are. Bill Gates, that- George Soros, and uh, and uh, Elon Musk don't have enough money in their bank accounts or future accounts to clean that mess up. Wow. Wow. You didn't know that? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I used didn't to realize. live down there. That's why I programmed a rock station down there. And I, yeah, the, the chemical Valley, that's why I knew. About so they poisoned, they poisoned the area and they're not so far. They really, really haven't cleaned it up. Well, they did, you know, they're, they're, look, uh, you've heard the mystery of the Mothman. Yeah. All right. There is a, uh, I don't know what the animal is called, but it's like an indigenous bird it's, and it's big. It's like six foot. Now you always heard about the Mothman. It flies. Well, it's that bird. And, but it's got these glowing red eyes. There was a chemical that was produced. I, I don't know if it was World War II or during for the Vietnam War, but the military produced it. The chemicals were made there and the depot is empty. Those birds have taken it over and they eat whatever. And it, gets into their system and their eyes glow. So when people say, yeah, I saw this thing just sitting there staring at me, apparently it's not a. You so know, you're ruining th- a myth though. You realize that tourists go down to look for the Mothman. You realize they, they drive for hundreds of miles to go to that, that bridge. Is it, oh, they, all right. If you see it in the dark, yes, apparently it comes out at night, a big six foot flying thing. And yes. it comes down, it's got glowing red eyes. Yes. Now, Bill said he was docile, but I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I am. I've never run into one, but you know, yeah, I am the, too. <laughs> uh, there, there was a media guy that actually did the story, uh, did the investigation of it and has been featured in a lot of specials. And that's where I get that information. So if you want to debunk it, you can. I don't give a flying crap. But uh, in any story, 
I'm going to look for what logic would dictate. And, um, you know, there's enough evidence to prove that. Yeah. Well, uh, boy, so the myth is busted. The myth is busted, but the, uh, the damage from those plants. Wow. That's amazing. Well, yeah, the, the ground is polluted. Well, then you, you know wonder why you look at, look at these Palestine, Ohio, right? They still haven't really cleaned it up. Well, I just said that. You know, I was going to say that. And there's plants up that way. We've got places all over this country that we have polluted the ground. As a matter of fact, we do, Russia does, and China does. The big three are the worst three in the world. Yeah. And Which means that our government, the money that controls our governments, don't give a crap about the citizens. Now, you know, the benzene, uh, you know, I've driven by the plant before when I used to go to work there. And you see the gates locked, but you do see people, certain people that go in, all they're doing is maintaining the plant. Wow. Wow. So and, getting you know, back to those fires that we were talking about, though, uh, it's, it hasn't let up yet. It has not let up. Where I live outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it's still another air quality action alert day or whatever it is. I'm not sure the the level we're at, but we're still breathing in the smoke. We still, you know, and now they're calling it in the weather. They call it fog. It's not fog. It's smoke. No. We, you we, know, I I took a drive yesterday, and it hadn't been here yet. And I was going, there's a haze in the sky. The sun is starting to set, and you could see that haze. And I didn't have the air on in the car. I had the, the window down. I was going... I said, boy, the, the air, even though you know I can breathe fine, it's a little stale, and it had yeah. that chemical smell, that that pungent smell. Well, that welcome I was to about welcome to what we've been breathing for, for days around here. Uh, so people are getting bloody noses; they're vomiting, blood's coming out, and that is the chemical that is getting in you. And I don't know; there might be more in the air than what you think. And I mentioned this yesterday. There are helicopters. Flying up there, and they'll tell you that they're making cut lines. So the, the you know, they they, they start fires uh, in areas, and they burn them out, and and literally it leaves a gap between the trees. So hopefully the fire will get to the edge of one tree line and not be able to jump that gap and continue. But if you see the helicopter, it has this long, uh, like a bucket. It has like a bucket hanging from a a cable that's suspended maybe 50 feet below the helicopter. and what probably getting air samples. No, what it's doing is it's it has uh, a flamethrower. It looks like a flamethrower. It's like ladling, pouring flame down on the trees. And it's flying a along, lighting the trees on fire. I saw this really? myself, and I thought to myself, wait a second, this just does not look right. It, it looks like the, they showed an aerial... Um, uh, what do you call it, uh, an aerial satellite image of a suburban, was it uh, Ontario? Uh, like one minute, there's no fires, and a few minutes later, the whole area around Toronto or someplace is on, on fire. It's like you can see it with the smoke. And I'm thinking, this this is not normal. And by the way, if it's having such a deleter uh, deleterious effect on the northeast region of the United States of America, you would think that our president would address it and say, folks, we got a problem with our friends to the north with fires. 
and I've talked to uh, Prime Minister Trudeau, and we're going to uh, send, be sending some firefighting units and, and some uh, National Guardsmen to Canada to combat this problem and get it out as fast as possible. But I hear nothing. Nothing. Well, you, you know, I don't know. I'm speculating here. G7 is coming up, isn't it, in Japan? I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't. Uh, yeah, I would imagine. I wonder what they're going to be talking about there. I have no idea. You know, the- look, something's up is all I'm saying. I don't want to sit there and speculate because. Well, I mean, I, it, it, one thing's for sure: we have a fire. We have fires that are 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 blazing in Canada, in the forests of Canada. They say, I think they said over 400 nationally. That's mm-hmm. what they said. Over 400 fires. I mean, Canada is on fire. And um, it's not an it's not a worldwide issue. I would think that it would benefit countries from around the world to send in firefighters and equipment to help put them those fires out. But you know, nothing, nothing. Uh, anyway, another thing I thought it was interesting. Uh, this is this is another indication that the people on the left are uh, starting to uh, I think panic. ESPN, which is, you know, that went woke several years ago. It used to be just a sports network. You know, there was a time when you could just rely on certain things to give you just the sports and just the news. Well, you don't get that anymore because they they try to hit you from every angle everywhere, right? So ESPN went from being a great sports network to being a woke sports network, but, uh, Apparently, uh, they've announced that they're going to start laying off. They're going to lay off 20 of their, uh, I guess, key uh, announcers and celebrities. It's a dramatic cut for them. NBA commentator Jeff Van Gundy is uh, gone. Former NBA star and analyst Jalen Rose, gone. Host Max Kellerman is gone. Former NFL star and analyst Keyshawn Johnson is gone. Former NFL star and analyst Steve Young, a great athlete, he's gone. Uh, former NFL player and analyst Matt Hasselback gone. NFL reporter Susie Culber is gone. And NFL uh, draft analyst Todd McShay is gone. That's just a partial list of the people uh, at ESPN who you will not see anymore. They're cutting back. And Amazing. I'm, and a bunch of those people, I would think guys like Steve Young, had hefty paychecks. I mean, Steve Young was literally a superstar quarterback for uh, San Francisco, and uh, he was retired. And they probably figured, well, uh, we got to cut somewhere. Let's take the the big celebrities and lob them off. So they're gone. Hey, maybe maybe they're making room for you and I, you know, because it's going to take a lot of money to get us on there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, they'll be they'll be calling this afternoon. So stay by the phone. Yeah, I'll hold my breath for that call too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you will. <laughs> um, you know, um, one of Trump's lawyers is Alina Haba. And uh, mm-hmm. she, uh, smart, smart young lady. And, you know, she was talking, I, I, she was being interviewed on Real America's Voice. She was talking right. about, apparently, and I didn't realize this, apparently there's a difference between a special counsel and an independent special counsel. And she right, said, she said, she said that this guy uh, Smith is a special counsel. Apparently when you are a special counsel, you re- report to Merrick Garland who in turn reports to Joe Biden. They're really? not independent. Apparently, if you're an independent special counsel, you report to nobody. Uh, let, let's listen to her explain it. 
everything. So I think the problem we have is in the Justice Department is we'll say that there's, let's use Jack Smith, independent special, no, special counsel. Mm. He's special counsel. He's not independent special counsel. So special counsel reports to Merrick Garland. It's one twisted thing. You would think that it's, you know, they give the impression that we've hired this special counsel. He's completely solely for this case. He's independent. That's not accurate. It is not accurate. He reports to Merrick Garland. And who does Merrick Garland report to? Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at a way to make sure there is true independence. There is true um, confinement when people are doing investigations. If you look at Durham's testimony and everything that I brought a lawsuit mm -hmm. against uh, that was thrown out as fake and now we all know it's true. You know, you have to prevent these things from happening. People have their right in court. Yeah, you were going after the origins of Russiagate. Hillary Clinton's campaign. And the lies. And, all, and Dolan. Lying and to the, the FISA court. Exactly. And that judge wrote that sanctioned me. Sanctioned me and the president. Didn't even meet me. And I got sanctioned a million dollars for something that ended up being 100% true. Everything in my complaint was vetted. We spent months and months and months and months on that complaint. And I was sanctioned. I didn't even get to go to court and meet the judge. I just filed a complaint. Imagine, a million dollars, that's a lot of money to me. Absolutely. And, and that is what we're dealing with. The, the order had nothing to do with the, the with Russiagate, which Durham now said was 100% true. The mm. order was about me being a political figure, was about President Trump, and was about... It's tough being, uh, I think, an attorney for uh, President Trump these mm -hmm. days. Uh, I, I was reading where there's a lot of pressure on law firms that are considering representing the former president not to represent right. him because they may suffer penalties in the long run, maybe lose clients, things like that? Yeah, they put political pressure on them, financial pressure, because that's the one thing you can do. You know, you hit them in the pocketbook, they got to think twice. You're like, hey, Trump, I'd love to support you, but uh, I can't support uh, and pay the, pay the rent, pay the utilities, and let alone uh, maintain my family if I support you, because it is that big, you know. Another, state. another thing that uh, you haven't heard a thing about in the news uh, because it uh, doesn't, it doesn't uh, carry the narrative that they want uh, uh, out there. Um, there was an armed gunman in Las Vegas who went into a, a building. Uh, he had body armor on, and uh, he, he went in, and he brandished a uh, it looked like an AR15 and he i guess he he was met by a security guard i believe who had a gun and the security guard started to shoot at this guy and this guy he ran back to the the doors to get out but he still had his rifle he shot the doors out the glass doors out he ran out uh, into the entryway shot another set of windows out and ran outside and the guy from inside, shot the guy who had the body armor on. But it was, it was an, I had to understand something with body armor. Uh, yes, it keeps you probably from being killed, but it hurts like a son of a gun, they say. They say it's terrible. And he got whacked a couple of times in the body armor. He dropped his gun. I guess they then went out and arrested the guy, or they, they got him so that uh, he was, uh, you know, not going to go anywhere. And. The guy literally saved a bunch of people from being killed. He was going to go in and commit murder with his AR-15. And, you know, he ran outside into a public area, and he still had the gun. 
who's to say he wasn't going to shoot somebody outside the hotel or the building that he was in? So, but you hear nothing about this thing. This happened mm-hmm. uh, on this happened like on the twenty sixth. Uh, it says a brave arm employee discharged his firearm to stop a mass shooting in Las Vegas on Friday, saving countless lives. But local government officials are covering up uh, this vigilante's heroic action for unspecific reasons. For some reason, the local officials don't want you to know what happened. They're keeping the details quiet. It's an ongoing investigation. Isn't Hmm. that amazing? Yeah, it is. I don't know why they would do stuff like that, but uh, again, you don't hear it on the news. No, you don't. You know, Biden's falling apart, though. I mean, you know, of course, he's been dazed and confused. Have you heard how many gaffes that he's having lately? Oh, it's one after the other. As a matter of fact, I got one here if you want to hear it. Oh, sure. Bring Uh, it up. This is Joe yesterday. Um, He was, I guess he made a statement, and he was walking out, and you'll hear the reporter in the beginning ask him a question about Afghanistan, and then he comes back to the microphone and he does that whispering thing that he oh, does. That, stupid that, thing. Creep, yeah. that creepy thing. Listen. Mr. President, Mr. President you need a failure in Afghanistan? Mistakes. There was a there was a report on Afghanistan in draw saying there was failure, mistakes. Do you want the need? There was mistakes during the withdrawal and before? No, no, all the evidence is coming back there. Remember what I said about Afghanistan? I said Al Qaeda would not be there. I said it wouldn't be there. I said we'd get help from the Taliban. What's happening now? What's going on? Read your press. I was right. Thanks. The guy's amazing. The guy, he's completely in another another world. Uh, he said uh, he, we want to get help from the Taliban, and al-Qaeda wouldn't be an issue. This guy is delusional. The Taliban. Yeah, I'm he, trying to figure that one out. Well, he said Taliban wouldn't take over the country. Who's running Afghanistan? The Taliban. Yeah. You know, the guy is, and he walks up to the microphone like he's straightening this reporter out, like like they wouldn't have the facts. You know, he, he was going to set him straight. Uh, the guy is, is uh, just in another world, and the sad part about it is he's running the country. He is the president of the United States right now. He is the guy who's in charge of just about everything. And, you know, he, he acts more and more like a dictator than a, than a president. Yeah. He, you know, he rules by He is a dictator. He, he's yeah. always been that way, though, you know. He's been that kind of – he's been a liar all his life, and he's got kind of that domineering thing. They talk about stuttering Joe. He's never had a problem with stuttering all his years. Now, if you look at him at the beginning, even in the debates, yeah, he made gaffes. But, you know, everybody makes gaffes, and the media likes to point it out, especially if it's a Republican gaffe, and they try to hide his. Mm -hmm. But they have gotten so prevalent, he's making them several times a day. And that is a, that is a, not just a mental decline, that's an age decline that, I'm sorry, it's not his fault that he's declining, it does happen. But there's also the stress of a job. Sometimes you get physically and mentally to a point to where, you're not capable. And um, they tried, by the way, this week to make that CPAP thing to be a, an issue. And uh, there are thousands, millions of people who use CPAP machines. It's, it's, right. it's an aid. It's an assist. And uh, it, it, I don't think, by the way, 
that's what he was wearing. Because if you look where the straps were that had the indentation mm-hmm. on his cheek, I've never seen uh, a mask that lines up like that one supposedly did. And he must have had whatever he had on, he had it on very tight for it to leave an indentation on his cheek. Uh, and Was he getting oxygen, pure oxygen? That wouldn't surprise me. That wouldn't surprise me. They give him a, 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 a belt of oxygen to make him more alert, more into mm-hmm. it. Um, there's something going on with him that we just don't see. We're not privy to. A lot of things happening in the background. You know, um, we, we talked about the Supreme Court rulings this week. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, before mm-hmm. the latest rulings came down, before the latest rulings came down, she... She figured that there should be term limits on the Supreme Court. Listen. Do you think that there should be changes, reforms to the Supreme Court, term limits, uh, an expansion? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about expansion. I mean, it's been over 150 years Mm. since we've had an expansion of the court. Mm. It was in the time of Lincoln that it went up to nine. So the subject of whether that should happen is a, a discussion. And it's not a, say, a rallying cry. But it's a discussion. Uh, the president formed a commission. They did not recommend expansion of the court. That shouldn't be the end of it. But there certainly should be term limits. There certainly be term limits. And if nothing else, there should be some ethical rules that would be followed. I had one justice tell me he thought the other justices were people of integrity, like a Clarence Thomas. I'm like, get out of here. You know, Mark Levin has a new book out called The Democrats Hate America. And I truly think... They do hate America. I mean, they can't be happy with this beautiful country we live in. They want it to be something different. They want to have a system that's been in place for 250 years adjusted so it fits their needs. You know, Nancy Pelosi is vile. She's truly, mm. for her, she was the Speaker of the House for how long? How many terms? For years. And all she did is cause turmoil and uh, and. Cause a lot of problems. Um, and how long is a congressperson's term? Two years. For Congress? Two, two years. years. Yeah. So, how in the hell are some of these people there 10, 20, 30 years? Come on. Yeah, but, you know, obviously they've won the vote. Yeah. You know, we've got to, we've got to change what's there because uh, that's where you get Dick. You know, you get the dictators. Well, I think get, she went yeah. into office, Bill. I think she went into office in 1991. 1991. So how many years, how many two-year terms is that? I mean, we're talking uh, 2001. 32 10, years. 32 years. 30, yeah. So, so she had so many terms in office. you got to wonder. I mean, are the people in San Francisco so happy with her performance that they would just keep automatically putting her back into office? See, that's the problem with our society. We don't pay enough attention to what we really need to pay attention to. You know, we, we should be examining every two years. Look at your representative's performance over the previous two years. If he ain't doing it, move along. Find somebody who's going to do what you think uh, has to be exactly. done. But we don't do that. We become stupid in the U.S. We just sort of, okay, well, Nancy's been, the, she's been in office for how many years? She must be doing things right. No, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily. Um, anything else you want to uh, talk about this morning uh, before we uh, wrap this sucker up? Well, apparently there was a story out that there's a smoking gun on Biden uh, where, as vice president, uh, he, um, 
He uh, actually took uh, defense information, classified uh, <laughs> information, briefings on U.S. troops to uh, Hunter Biden, shared them with uh, foreign powers. And uh, Miranda Devine from the New York Post provided one email that appeared to include classified material from the U.S. government. I heard that. Yeah, I did hear that. Uh, this is getting tougher and tougher for old Joe, I think. At some point, he's going to have to explain himself, and I don't think he's going to have uh, the the answers he would expect. I think he's... Uh, you know, he's really good at denying everything. He's lied about everything ever since he's been in office. Did you plagiarize that speech? No, I didn't plagiarize that speech, but they have the speech side by side, and it was plagiarized. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there are points to where, you know, you can't, you can't bury uh, certain things. So, you know, uh, but they are trying to cover up everything, and this is a holiday weekend, so it's perfect time to launch a, bom- a bunch of bombs, and meaning news bombs, yeah. where they're going to attack uh, the right. So Trump and his team are probably ready for it. Oh, what are they going to accuse us of now? Yeah. Well, I, think uh, speaking, him- I think he's speaking uh, today somewhere at mm-hmm. 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, uh, President Trump is. Um, I also worry, Bill, over this weekend about what we've talked about in the past. They still can't find that 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate, which I is... I keep thinking about that. Where's it going to crop up? When well, and how is it going to crop up? You know? Uh, um, I, I don't know. Nobody seems to be too upset about it, too concerned. But it's out there. Well, it's not going to show up on a farm. It was stolen. You know? Uh, so it's not going to help out any crops. Uh, but somebody's going to do something with it. They got it. You know what it can do. It's a... It's uh, part of a bomb-making material. It yep. can be used in agriculture, but it can also make a bomb. And when you got, uh, what, 60 tons? 60,000 pounds. 60,000 yeah. pounds. Th- uh, 30 tons. 30 tons, yeah. 30 tons of explosives. This, And by the way, I think they said it's explosive-grade ammonium nitrate as opposed to, I guess, agricultural-grade. Right. It, it's, it's, the, it's the top of the crop, which means... That when it was produced for, uh, you know, that kind of grade, there had to be governmental supervision over it. And, you know, what surprises me about that story is the complete blindness of the media. I mean, mm-hmm. even even the sites that we go to the, to talk, you know, it was there, right. it was there, and it faded out, and now they've gone on to other things. It's like nothing to see here. Just keep moving along. Yeah, where the hell did it go? Uh, it's amazing. Abraham Lincoln in the news. Really? How's well, he the doing? Aircraft car- well, apparently <laughs> it caught on fire. The uh, the Seriously? aircraft carrier. Yeah, no, the aircraft carrier had an electrical fire. Uh, they put it out quickly. They did evacuate some non-essential crew off the ship when a fire broke out, uh, which is standard depending where the ship is. Uh, and it's in San Diego and docked now for repairs. But it's a, what, a Nimitz-class uh, aircraft carrier? So it's... It's a good aircraft carrier. Not if, if I know, I don't know my aircraft carriers, but it's probably not like the new new it's ones. It's a out. big. It's a big one. <laughs> It'd be big bolt yes. planes, you know. But yes. uh, that's kind of interesting. And I'm happy to say, put your hands together. Trump won the election. He did. Apparently, which, which uh, one? yeah. Well, he won the election in Oregon after being uh, written in by voters. It was a write-in vote for uh, people. Uh, they didn't go with the candidates that were on the ballot. 
there were uh, there was a tie for uh, a position on the Hubbard Rural Fire Protection District Board after votes on May 16th in which Trump and four others people received two write-in votes each. So he's so, now what? what? What's what's the position? Well, I guess he now is a member of the uh, Hubbard Rural Fire Protection District Board. Oh, I wonder if he's uh, going to attend they, any meetings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, apparently, the tie was broken. What did they do? They rolled the dice. They had a dice roll off. So they tossed the dice, and Trump won. I see where yes. uh, Carmela apparently celebrated uh, big time the oh. Pride Month uh, last week. Uh, she had... A party, a big uh, pride party at uh, the vice president's mansion. Of course, that was on your dime. Uh, it didn't come out of her pocket. And, of course not. Uh, she had her husband proudly uh, hold up, a, I guess it was a shirt that she had made, a pride shirt. Uh, and she also, you know, she, she was so articulate uh, again. She, she was speaking uh, last week, and the subject of frogs came up. Frogs. Frogs. Frogs, yes, listen. Um, I think of those two frogs. You know, the two frogs in the two pots. So <laughs> for, your, for your listeners, here it goes. So there are two pots of water and two frogs. And in one pot, you put the frog in the water and you slowly turn up the heat. And that frog's just hanging out as the heat just slowly gets hotter to the mm. point that that water starts to boil and that frog perishes. In the other pot of water... You first turn up the heat real high, the water's boiling, you drop that frog in, he'll jump right out. Mm. The lesson there, as far as I'm concerned, don't be that first frog. <laughs> Boy, but, that, that's smart. Yeah, I'm, you know, yeah. You know, but, that's... but I think it's kind of prophetic. It's actually, if you think about it, it could be what's happening with the current administration right now. I think they're kind of like the, the, the one where you turn the heat up slowly. I think mm-hmm. that's what's kind of happening to the uh, Biden administration. They thought that they had uh, the U.S. by the cojones. <laughs> and it, but I think that uh, they're starting to be uncovered for the uh, people that they are, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, that analogy has been around for a long time. And maybe that analogy, analogy is really what they've been doing all along, slowly turning up the heat on the American populace and... Uh, they figured they would just cook us, and all of a sudden we're in a woke society, and we're this and we're that and we're this and we're that. Uh, it is all of a sudden sudden coming to fruition right before our very eyes. I, I mean, don't know. I think I told it's you before idiot. the show started, I was watching the Smithsonian Channel last night, and I think they're owned, a large part of it is owned by Fox, and um, they had these promos for trans being transgender. And they were like commercials, and they were they were addressing the transgender community, and they had all these drag queens on camera talking about how wonderful it is, and when you're ready to trans transcend into the transgender movement, uh, we'll be here waiting for you. And I got to tell you, folks, uh, these people looked like images of a bad dream. You know, I mean, they don't they put their makeup on like they just grabbed the lipstick and bashed it into their face their face i mean it wasn't pretty but it was a serious legitimate promo and i thought my god what the heck is going on and we have to sit there Mm -hmm. by the way as a viewer and have to suffer through that and many times if you have a small person watching a show you probably have to explain it you know to your kids 
don't think that's just a bunch of silly people. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it. You know, because kids, are, they have questions. It's got to be tough to be a little kid nowadays with all this I nonsense. I think so. Yeah. All this hey, stuff. it's so confusing. I mean, but. Hey, it's confusing for me, and I ain't a little kid. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we're at 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. And then there's mail at itsanotherday.com. Mail at itsanotherday.com. I would say you could do snail mail, but this is a homeless uh, podcast. You know, it, no, I'm kidding. I <laughs> think we, we should I think we should leave with a smile. You know John oh, Kennedy John, John Kennedy is a oh, senator. He's, he's a senator from Louisiana and he's a funny guy. And uh, listen to what he said about Biden. Listen. American people may be poorer under President Biden, but they're not stupid. Uh, President Biden's approval rating ranks right up there with jock itch among American voters. (laughs) President Biden has mismanaged Congress. He's mismanaged COVID. He's mismanaged the border. He's mismanaged crime. He's mismanaged the spy balloon. He's mismanaged the economy. He's mismanaged fentanyl. And he's he's, uh, forfeited our energy independence. I'll tell you what also scares me. Um, President Biden has another year and a half to discover new and innovative ways to suck. And it is a dangerous world out there. <laughs> yeah, but boy, can Joe sing. Hey, Bill, have yourself a great weekend. Happy 4th of July, my friend. We'll see you on... uh, you too. I'm going to try to keep all my fingers this time. And, uh, (laughs) hey, hasta la vista.